This is Chris. Jimena introduced her when they met the mayor. She is one of Young's new friends and she is the one who had the idea of making a fundraiser for his dad. Hi, Chris bowed, reaching her hand out. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. The pleasure is all mine. The older man sent her a charming grin. His snowy hair fell over from his crown, eyes warm and smooth as honey, face lined with experience. She wondered if his son, who Jimin and Hosek spoke so fondly of, had inherited his good looks. They were seated in a corner booth of Jimin's diner. Chris wasn't very approving of the location as she was worried Hosek would find out. He seemed to have eyes all around the town, but it was the only convenient place, with Jimin having to keep an eye on the diner and the mayor having to get back to his office down the street. Jimin's told me that you wanted to utilize our next fundraiser to raise money for Hosek's father. He continued and Chris somehow saw a glisten flash through his eyes, like a diamond turning in the night. She adored their bond. Yes, I was hoping to ask for some advice with it. Perhaps organizing a ball similar to your annual one, or maybe a fundraiser like the ones you hold in the town square every month. I wouldn't mind changing the cause of this year's ball. He pulled out a notebook and started scribbling something down. I don't know if he would want his condition revealed to the entire town, however. You're right. I'm a bit unsure about how to go about that because I wouldn't want people donating to an unknown cause. But like you said, it's not our story to tell. Well, I really like this idea of donating for my friends, so I don't want to let this it go. Perhaps we don't promote it as a fundraiser? But Hosek said everyone really only participates in things like this to raise money for worthy causes. Would that work? He's not wrong, the mayor shrugged. But town balls are quite the tradition in Alchemilla. It would be stranger for someone not to attend one. He also said the next ball was going to be dedicated to the school. He only knows that because we have talked about it at family meetings. It hasn't actually been advertised. Would that really be okay? Yes, of course. I think this is a brilliant idea. Would you want to plan it? Honestly, I'd be honored. It's decided then. He clapped his hands together before standing. I'm so thankful that you had come up with this idea. His father wasn't accepting any of our money and we didn't want to just sit back and watch it happen without doing our best to help him. Thank you so much for giving me the permission. I hope it make it unforgettable. I'm glad our Hozuki met a friend who would do something like this for him. He pat Chris and Jimin on the shoulders. I hope you don't mind if I excuse myself. I've got to get back to the office now. For sure. Chris motioned to the door. I hope you have a great rest of your day. After the farewells, Chris flopped back onto the booth and stared Jimin down after heaving a sigh. Why didn't you say a word? I was sweating bullets talking to him. Whoa. Jimin let out a musical chuckle, eyes turning into crescents and her cheeks glistening. You had it in the bag, Chris. You didn't need me. She couldn't help but feel her resolve diffuse faster than it had overcome her. Jimin somehow had the effect. Anyway, she pushed back the smell biting at her lips. Do you guys have anything good for breakfast? I might as well have some before getting back to the hotel. Breakfast? His eyes widened as he threw a quick glance at the door. Chris's eyebrows furrowed as she watched his orbs take in dark some sort of worry. Yeah, food for the morning. Are you okay? Okay, so the thing is, he took in a breath. Hyung said he was coming for breakfast so that he'd probably be here soon. He's what? Her jaw dropped. 
You knew he was coming and you still thought it would be a good idea to have the meeting here? The meeting he's not supposed to know he had? In my defense, he started, I knew we'd be done before Hyung got here. That doesn't help, Jimin. What if he weren't? But we are, and he won't ever know. Hey, Young. The boy's eyes had shot straight to the door, and Chris followed them, only to see her familiar friend walk in. Bring the sun with him. Sparkling eyes met his friends, lighting up brighter as he walked to join him. Jimin, I missed. His voice cut off as his brown eyes rested on the woman in the booth. Chris. Good morning. She swallowed the lump in her throat as she stood up. That morning, he'd asked her what her plans were for the day, and she told him she had been a busy day at the hotel. How was she going to explain being at the diner? Hey. He took her in her filly, and she did the same. He was dressed in a baby blue sweater and a staple faded ocean jeans. Chris couldn't miss how skin shone golden against that soft, gentle, much like the look in his eyes as he watched her. What are you doing here? Asked Jimin. She blurted, looking over at him. The younger boy's eyes widened for the third time in a span of five minutes as he let out an exasperated sigh. Two breakfast menus, he asked. Wozif tilted his head at his friend and Chris observed the cocks turning in his head. Sure. He slid into the booth and she sat back down across from him, eyes dropping it to her hands at the table. Is everything okay, Chris? Hmm? She looked up to catch his worried eyes and immediately waved her hands in front of her. Yeah, I just came over to get some breakfast before work hits. I promise I'm okay. All right. His face split into a grin that suddenly fired up her chest. Both him and Jimin always said that she was sure they existed purely to bring the warmth to the sun to others' hearts. What are you thinking of getting for breakfast? I normally get their bacon and eggs. It's to die for. I guess I'll get that too then. She folded her menu and Hozuk waved Jimin over. Jimin, how is it that the food here actually trumps anything I've had in other restaurants? He shrugged. We just have the best recipes. If there's anything on the menu you'd love to cook, I can give you the recipe. Just don't tempt Jose Kim to come. stop coming in. The man across from Chris niggered. Impossible. I'm glad you like the food though, Chris. He told her. I did tell her it would be the best food she'd ever try. Jose gave a cocky grin sinking into his seat. Also, we'll get banana and maple waffles and one bacon and eggs. I thought you liked bacon and eggs too. If you both get the same things, you can share. Jimin whispered to Chris behind his notepad. Shut up. The older boy shook his head. Can you just get out our orders? Coming right up. His grin only widened, adding a wig directed at Chris. Anyway, her attention was drawn back to the boy radiating like the sun in front of her. Been well? Even though it hasn't been since long we last saw each other. Yeah, Chris did her best to smile like he did despite knowing she never could. You? As better, as best as I can. And there it was all again, a falter of a smile. Like the few seconds the clouds pass over the sun and everything turns dark. Cold and lifeless. Like the night when the flowers close up and stop blooming. The ocean as it remains still. Wind absent to push the water into waves. And every time it happened, despite it being very rare, Chris felt her heart tear. You're so strong, she commented, eyes trying to find his as he stopped reading something over her shoulder to look at her. You know that? 
I wouldn't say no. Don't dodge that too. Hozyok, you're so brave. I'm not Hozyok. She warned. I'm not lying. Okay. He sighed, defeated. Thank you, Chris. Here are your orders. A voice emerged from the aisle and the pair watched him and placed two trays in front of them. Enjoy. I think the best thing I can do is try to keep my mind off everything and spend as much time with him as possible. It is hard though. It's always staring me right in the face. I'm sorry. She wasn't at a loss of words. It was the first time anyone she knew had to face a situation like this. And she didn't know what to say. Thank you for sharing this with me. I wish I could do more for you. Within seconds, the clouds cleared, daylight come back. The waves were crashing against the shore. Your smile, Chris. Fireflies were dancing through his eyes. Your presence. It's all enough. You're doing more than enough. A lump grew in the back of Chris's throat. She wondered how someone could be as good as he was. She didn't know how else to describe him. He was just so good. Speaking of distractions, he started to pick at his food. When are you going to tell me about why you broke up with Mr. No Name? Would that be a good distraction? She asked, holding up a piece of bacon to offer him. Yes, he answered, staring down at her food. She nudged it closer to him, waiting for him to take it, and he finally did, opening his mouth for her to pop in. He's a great guy, she began. We met after watching a movie, both of us there alone. It was an autumn evening and everything was just so perfect. From the way the dried leaves fell into our jackets at the pace of his voice to how the breeze seemed to quieten in his presence. From then I learned so much from him. He was perfect in every way. You see, he was incredibly skilled at his job. Our job at the time. And amazing at handling the hard customer inquiries. But I guess something from the beginning really felt wrong. When Chris said this, she saw the thunder pass over Hosek's expression once again. I guess I'm grateful to him for pointing out the areas in which I should try to improve. And while he isn't wrong at all, it just became a bit much. Oh my god. Maybe he was doing me a favor. I mean, nothing he said was wrong. I am overbearing. I am difficult to handle. I am a bit too career-driven. The pounding in her chest became too much, rising to occupy her ears. Chris had walls, sure, but every second spent with Hoseok she had felt them weaken. And here right now, brick by brick she felt her walls come tumbling down. But I just didn't need to be reminded every day. A part of me doesn't think it's a good enough reason to break up with him for that. The voices in my head, however, telling me that I'll never be half as talented as he, started to sound more and more like him every day. Maybe it was selfish on my part, but I didn't want to hear that. Wow. A sigh left his lips. A sound she never knew could hold so much comfort. For with it, she felt her burden start to alleviate. Someone else listening to her, someone else knowing how she feels was all she needed. Yeah, it's not selfish. He cut her off, and the very tone of his voice pulled her eyes to his. That's toxic. That's so wrong. He was your boyfriend. It was his duty to love and respect you, not lecture you. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that you're amazing and worth all the good this world has to offer you. And I'm not saying just saying this as your friend. You don't have to do anything to be worthy of love. You just have to be you. Hozyok, I hate him. He huffed. 
sitting back in his seat, crossing his arms over his chest. Asshole. A small giggle bubbled up inside her, but only when it rose to the surface did she realize tears had pooled in the corner of her eyes. And though the bleared vision, his image gave her so much consolation. In that moment, the only thought she'd had was of how grateful she was that the boy with the hair of marigold or cheeks of Azalea had crossed paths with her when he did. And even more grateful that their paths became twisted and intervened in each other. She hoped it would stay that way. Preparations for the upcoming ball were well underway, the date set for a week after the meeting. They needed to make sure they could raise funds necessary in time to start Hoseok's father's treatment without pushing anything further back. The town hall had been booked and advertisements spread throughout the town. Between working at the hotel and making arrangements for the dance, Chris had hardly any time to sleep, but she would always make time to reply to Hoseok's small texts here and there. They didn't get much time to hang out and so both found themselves texting a lot more than usual. On texts. Ozyok. Good morning. Have a beautiful day today. Chris. Thank you, Ozyok. I hope you do too. Ozyok. Look at this cloud. It looks like my friend Yungi. He's quite short, you see. Chris. Look at this. It looks like you. Yes, that's the sun. Ozyok. Please don't overwork yourself, Chris. When you see this text, bring a drink glass of water for me. Hmm? Chris. On it. Ozok. You're doing great, Chris. I'm so proud of you. Chris. How do you always have the right timing, Ozok? Ozok. We are connected. Chris imagined Ozok's face breaking into a massive smile with that last text. Skin pushed in to reveal the small adorable dimples by his mouth, and she was sure if he'd said that in person, it would be accompanied with a wink. Her eyebrows furrowed when she realized her heart had started to race. Was she anxious? Her phone vibrated again and her eyes flickered down to watch the screen light up. Hoseok, photo message. Opening it, she was faced with a self yet toothy grin adorning his lips and eyes glistening with laughter. Hoseok, dinner? Feel like I haven't seen you in a while. There it was again. Heart picking up speed as if it was... It was competing with the thoughts in her head, and now she knew exactly why. Chris bite her lip, finding the pounding with her shift from butterflies to disappointment. It had just been more than a month since she broke up with her ex. She couldn't be crushing on somebody new already. She turned her phone off and directed her attention back to the papers in front of her. There was no way her feelings could change so fast. Chris had a meeting scheduled with the mayor and Jimin again that afternoon to go over the final necessities. Jimin and his kitchen staff had agreed to provide catering and so all they had left to organize was the menu and the theme. Why don't we make it nature-themed? Jimin questioned, scanning the ideas Chris had spread out in their folder. Ocean, the great gates by, starry night, a royal ball. Nothing had stuck out to either of them as fitting. Nature. Their lives revolve around their farm, Jimin. The mayor responded. Do you think they'd want that too? I mean... How often do they romanticize the things they have seen every day? You do have a point. Chris nodded, flipping through her folder. Flowers. Flowers? What about playing with the idea of flowers? You say nature-themed? I think flowers. Sunflowers. It was the mayor who smiled this time. His father loves sunflowers. Remind him of his children. Chris raised an eyebrow, looking over at Jim and mouthing children. Hyung has a sister. He filled her in. 
before directing the conversation back to the older man and Marigold. Marigold, Kozak's favorite. Chris Pai surprised her when she heard it. It sounded dreamy, it sounded soft. Yeah. Although she wasn't looking at him, she heard the smirk in the gemman's voice. A sunflower and marigold themed ball. That sounds stunning, the mayor commented, and when Chris turned to him, she saw the eye where his eyes glistened with excitement. She was absolutely in awe the friendship the small family had. They weren't all blood-related, but they seemed to want to do all they could do to help each other out. Meanwhile, Chris wasn't even on that basis with the one person of blood relation to her. You think we can ask Jungkook for flower arrangements? He'd be more than happy to help. Thank you so much for doing all of this, Chris. It's usually just me alone or my son and I planning these events, and it's nice to be in the backseat for a change. Honestly, it's my pleasure, Chris told him. If you need any more help with the event planning, please don't hesitate to let me know. I know you're Hoseok's friend, but boy, I'm glad we meet. He winked before getting up and ruffling Jimin's hair. And with that, I'm going to be off. Thank you both so much for what you're doing. I can't wait. Jimin gushed, getting on his feet and Chris followed. Only a few days left. Me too, she added, smiling politely at the mayor. Have a great day at the office. When he was gone, Jimin fogged back into the booth. Squinting at him, Chris slid into it as well. Don't you have to go get back to work? He looked down at his watch and then back at her. Five minutes. Hey, Jimin, Chris finally said after a few seconds of silence. Hmm? His eyes slowly met hers, chin resting in his palm. Have I told you about my ex? Ex? I had a somewhat toxic relationship when I moved here. I ended it about a month ago, though. Somewhat toxic. His eyes widened. There is no such thing. Well, it wasn't fully toxic, Chris. There is no such thing. It was either toxic or it wasn't. Also, are you okay? My goodness. I'm fine. She reassured him. It's all okay now. I'm so sorry, Chris. I hadn't known you for... It's okay, Jimin. Really. She gave him a smile. I kept it on the down low. Would you mind if I ask you what happened? If you don't want to tell me, that's fine. You deserve the world, Chris. She frowned. You're so sweet, Jimin. Thank you. As for him, maybe he changed. Maybe he was always like this, but he would just constantly be putting me down. Making me feel less than. I was never good enough and I was hard to love. Now I can't get that voice out of my head. Chris, that's... It's okay, though. I'm getting there. She sighed, looking down at her fingers, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. Do you think it's wrong to grow feelings for someone else so soon after breaking up with another? He sat back in the seat, having a deep breath. Is your question whether or not it's not wrong? If your feelings for Hoseok Hyung are genuine. If my... Wait. I never said anything about Hoseok. Seriously, Chris. He shook his head with a grin. You didn't have to. Do I make it obvious? Not as obvious as somebody else. Jimin added quickly before abruptly standing up. Hi, Mom. Chris jumped around to find a gorgeous middle-aged woman behind her. Black hair splayed and grey and brownish streaks. She eyed her son up and down with a cheeky smirk before shaking her head. We think you are capable of looking after the dinner on your own, but then here you are, slacking off. An adorable giggle bubbled out of him then, the sound which much akin to bird song, in Chris's opinion. As you can see, I'm working hard. He held his hand out to Chris, 
This is Grace, by the way. She works at the hotel next to Ozzy King's farm. Oh, she lay a gentle hand on Grace's shoulder. Lovely to meet you. Hozik's mother told me about you. It's nice to meet you too. She smiled softly. Jimin's told me a lot about you as well. I doubt it. The older woman winked at her before turning to her son. If this boy thought about his parents that much, he would be running the diner a lot better. Mom, Jimin groaned. I was taking a small break. I'm getting back to it now. Both women laughed as Jimin spun around, shuffling toward the kitchen. Forgive me, but I should probably check on my staff as well, his mother said, and Chris nodded. Yes, of course. I hope you have a lovely afternoon. And when Chris was left on her own, she took all the two minutes to gather up her things before heading to the door. However, just before she was about to leave, Jimin swiftly glided next to her. Oh, she let out quietly as he startled her. Jimin? Have you wondered that maybe you had fallen out of love with him long before you even realized? Huh? You just don't strike me as the person to use Hoseo Kyung as a rebound. He cleared his throat. But listen to me. If you do hurt him, I won't let you get away with it. When he told her this, a grin broke out on Chris's face and it caused Jimin to frown. Before she could stop herself, Chris had reached up to pinch his cheek. You're adorable, Jimin. That's, that wasn't the point. But... Yes, thank you for that. She rested her hands on the doorknob. It opened my eyes a little. Time skipped. The sun was setting and Hozuk had asked Chris to meet her at his farm. She hadn't had enough time to grab a couple of snacks, but she made sure to change into something a little more presentable. She put on a knee-length black dress dotted in daffodil inscriptions. It was simple, but she could only find it fitting for hanging out with Hozuk. When she arrived at this house, he opened the door for her, immediately flooding her from the bottom with his warmth. Instinctively, Chris let go of a sigh. It was as if his arms held a hearth, and she just wanted to crash into him, bask in his presence. Hello, he jeered. A brilliant smile plastered across his face. Welcome to my residence. She giggled, finding him shuffle behind her, helping her shrug her cardigan off before hanging it on the rack. Thank you for the invitation. It's nice to be back. How are you? He asked, leading her into the lounge. She would never get used to the beautiful open rooms, the refreshing scent wafting through, or the adorable collages of family photographs adorning the walls. It was so comforting being in the space, one where Jose grew up. It seemed to hold his rapture in every wooden floorboard. I'm okay. They settled in his bedroom, crisp by the window with spell, and him sitting on the bed. Really busy this week with a few events we are planning. And I'm honored you made time to see me. He grinned up at her. I'd always make time for you, Ozyok. The soft voice left Chris before she realized, eyes growing when she realized she'd said that out loud. Trying to dodge his reaction, she waited, nerves eating up her insides. She'd like those few seconds to the calm after a storm, pensive but serene. The open window behind her caused rays of the sun to dance through her his cheeks, and she wondered if the fluttering that grew in her heart when she watched him was something she experienced with her previous boyfriend. His eyes dissolved into the crescents, the immediate cue for Chris's own heart to melt into mush. I'm glad. He looked as if he wanted to say something else he wanted to say more, but he didn't. He left that conversation with those two words, leaving Chris to wonder what it was behind his eyes. Wist? Affection? Sincerity?
time skipped a little. What's that? The pair were back in this bedroom after having some dinner, occupying the same positions as earlier. Hmm? Jose calmed as he followed her finger. Oh. Getting up from the bed, he grabbed the wooden box and brought it over, sitting next to Chris on the windowsill, allowing her to peer inside a nostalgic smile painted itself on his lips. The best children's books that the world will never be able to read. May I? She asked, gesturing to reach and one to grab. Of course. What do you mean that the world will never be able to read? Picking up the first book, she ordered its tattered pages, each one handwritten and hand-drawn with so much care. My dad had made these. Ozuk's soft voice filled the room again. Publishers never wanted to sign with him for them, though. Told him he should stick to novels, so my sister and I were the only people who have ever heard the stories. It's so sweet that you kept them all this time, she tilted her head to take in his eyes. I'm sure he appreciates it. Turning her smile, something caught his attention, and he looked down at the open book in her hands. Oh my gosh! Huh? See that huge black paint splatter right there? He pointed at the corner of the page and she nodded. I remember this so vividly. My dad was in his bedroom, painting the book as he usually did, but I stormed in, winning that he wasn't spending time with me. He'd promised to go bike riding with me that day but was too busy, and because I was so angry I was flailing my arms around the annoying toddler I was, and I knocked over the black paint. It splattered all over the floor and his canvases and... Man, was I scared? I thought he was going to get so mad. I felt so sorry too. I literally ruined all his work that he'd been working so hard on. What did he say? She asked, picturing three-year-old Jose Oak with his bottom lip jutting out, tears streaming down his face. He just apologized. His voice hitched, and she felt her heart bang. He was sorry he couldn't spend time with me as he promised. I was such an annoying child and he just apologized. Chris watched as his eyes glossed over in a matter of seconds, instinctively reaching out to squeeze his hand. She didn't know how else to help him then. She wished she could take every thought in his mind that was causing tears to well in his eyes, causing his eyebrows to scrunch in her hands and throw them into the fire he'd ignited in her heart. Chris wanted to take all his pain away, to let them weather in her love for him. Heart beginning to race again. She felt tears break at her own eyes. She peered into his again, lips trembling, fingers shaking in fear. Fear of her feelings for him. The man in front of her who comforted everyone around him just by existing. The man who debunked her theory that she was hard to love. She was difficult to handle. The man who commanded the sun with every inch of his being. She loved him.